you know, making Ghost of a Tale for me is the opportunity to do something more personal, uh, something that makes sense to me after, you know, spending so many years working for projects, putting my skills at the service of somebody else's story, you know. And welcome back to another episode of the Interview Dump Truck. Uh, this week, I have a chat with Linel Galat. I think I am pronouncing his name correctly. If I'm not, you will hear the proper French pronunciation in just a moment. Uh, he is raising funds on Indiegogo, which is one of the Kickstarter alternatives, uh, because Kickstarter is largely a U.S.-focused operation uh, for a pretty unique-looking game called Ghost of a Tale. Uh, it's Definitely inspired by things like The Secret of Nim and The Dark Crystal, which are childhood stories really close and near and dear to me, and their aesthetics really are dark and creepy and scary in a way that a lot of things created for kids these days are not. Uh, and he's pulling from influences like Dark Souls, early Zelda games. And what makes him unique is that not only is he making the game by himself, but prior to working on this and raising funds for this game, he hadn't really made games before. He'd only done stuff on the side. And more importantly, he was the animation director or a animation director at DreamWorks, which means he worked on films like The Prince of Egypt, The Road to El Dorado, Shark Tale, uh, and most recently, uh, Despicable Me and The Lorax. Uh, so I had a chance to talk with him over Skype recently about Ghost of a Tale, which as of this recording has 21 days left to raise funds. He's almost halfway there, so there's a good chance he's going to make it by the end. Uh, but maybe if you're interested, you want to kick a couple dollars his way. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's www.indiegogo.com slash projects slash ghost dash of dash a dash tale, T-A-L-E. Uh, and you can check out more about that project, seeing a trailer, seeing what some of the uh, the backing uh, rewards are, uh, and hopefully you enjoy our chat. Uh, well, my name is Lionel Galad. Uh, on uh, the internet, I'm, I'm you know, a little bit more uh, famous under the name of Sage. And uh, I basically am trying to you know, do this uh, um, indie game called Ghost of a Tale, which tells the story of a little mouse that gets on, uh, on, uh, on an island. And uh, you as a player are trying to basically figure out what happened on the island. What uh, what is the little mouse looking for? And uh, so basically trying to really uh, learn, you know, what uh, all the secrets that there are to, to be discovered and to uh, to get to a certain place to do something. But uh, but it's um, it's a little bit of a, of a secret uh, right now. So uh, anyway, it's going to be uh, mostly, you know, uh, exploration, uh, adventure. Uh, really looking around. I mean, it, it's not going to be based on uh, on combat. And so you're you're raising money now on on Indiegogo. But you know the the thing that uh, called out to me, the part that I thought was interesting was that you know reading through um, the project page, uh, realizing that you had not made a game before, and that your you know previous employment, what you were known for, was being uh, a, an animation director at DreamWorks. Correct. Uh, yes, I, at DreamWorks I was supervising animation uh, for you know uh, several movies. Uh, I started working there in uh, 1996, 
So uh, actually, I started even working on the uh, on the two D movies. You know, when we used to draw actually movies, right? Uh, and uh, then we moved on you know, to uh, uh, CG. Uh, but uh, yes, I mean you're right. Yeah, it's um, the campaign is up right now on Indiegogo, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to you know uh, gather the the budget uh, in order to be able to keep on uh, developing Ghost of Entertainment. Have you found that any of your, or, or I guess, what parts of your skills from the, the you know more than a decade that you spent at DreamWorks working in animation has carried over into video game development? Uh, well, the the um... The main thing is the, you know, the, the tools, of course, the, the tools of the trade, if you will. I mean, the uh, the softwares the, uh, that we're using in uh, on uh, in movies is exactly the same as the ones you use to to make uh, a game. So, uh, from my point of view, from a technical uh, aspect, it's really very similar. I mean, all the tools, all all this stuff is exactly the same. Um, and then, uh, well, I would say, you know, I'm trying to use the experience that I gathered uh, working in uh, uh, the uh, animated uh, movie business and just trying to, um, you know, use that to make something that, uh, well, appeals to me uh, in terms of uh, uh, visual uh, style and, um, well, basically just trying to have fun uh, on the way, you know. When, when, you, when you were at DreamWorks, were you coming up with ideas for games on the side? Was this something that was kind of always bubbling up in the background uh, while you were yeah. working there? Yes, it's it's always been in the back of my mind. Um, even when I was at DreamWorks, actually, I was uh, always uh, programming on the side. Um, and actually, I, I, I got to work on some tools that were used mostly for the animators, uh, to really help them do a, a better job and uh, and to be more efficient. Uh, because when we started working in CG uh, with Maya, it, uh, things were really not very user-friendly. So uh, uh, the situation was what we had a lot of uh, artists really coming from the uh, from the, uh, the 2D side, the drawing side, the painting and all this stuff, and then moving on to using computers. And, and so uh, I realized when I, it was my, my turn, you know, to, to do the move that, uh, yeah, things were not really uh, very uh, user friendly. So I started programming uh, tools and scripts and, and things like that. So I always really enjoyed the technical aspect. Uh, so uh, right now for me, it's just a, it's a continuation of what I was doing before. Uh, except that now it's just applied to real time instead of just uh, you know rendering stuff and and seeing it under just one angle, which is the the movies. For people who who don't know, and including myself, you know, it sounds like what you know what you describe as being an animation supervisor is a lot of you know you have sort of an idea of what a supervising role is, but what did that actually mean on a day to day basis when you worked at DreamWorks? Like, what was what was your role on various projects? Um, during during the time you were there, well, uh, when you supervise, you know, animation, basically what you're doing is that you you're animating, you know, uh, but you also take care of a team of animators uh, because you basically are responsible for. Uh, usually, it's a sequence. I mean, several sequences of a movie. Uh, when we used to work in in two D, it was more things were really separated more into characters. So you would take care, you know, of a specific character and follow uh, this character throughout the whole movie. 
but, but when uh, we started working in CG, it was a little bit more difficult to work that way, although it is still possible. But we really uh, split the movies, you know, in sequences. And so as a supervising animator, we really uh, have the responsibility of the unity of the sequence and, of course, also, you know, making sure that it fits properly uh, among all the other sequences. And uh, and just you know making sure that continuity is fine and and really having fun also you know animating yourself. So you're correct me if I'm wrong. You're you're working on this all by yourself, right? Uh, yes, that's, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> Why did you decide to take such a crazy route? Well, again, you know, I was it's it's just a continuity of what I was doing. It's it's just a bit, I I used to do all this stuff on the side anyway, you know, as a hobbyist. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, really, you know, uh, uh, creating assets, uh, working on, uh, you know, modeling uh, characters, doing a little bit of character design, and and then painting them, doing some texturing, and and uh, doing the, the rigging as well. You know, uh, all this stuff. I used to do it. You know, I enjoy it. You know, just for fun. Uh, but really now, I mean, what, what's what's really fantastic is that now, you know, I, I'm not just a, a spectator, just watching one render or one angle of one model but actually i get you know this time to really uh, get into the uh, the 3d space and just you know place the the model here which is kind of a you know a little actor if you will and then you know i get to walk around and and look at it in the, the different angles and it's it, for me it's just a lot of fun but it's very similar to what i was doing except you know of course it is interactive which is for me the big difference so you know it sounds like a lot of your skill set and your experience at working at dreamworks has allowed you to kind of jump into a lot of the technical side and getting sort of the world set up but uh it's one thing to create a pretty looking world it's another to make a fun game so what has that challenge been like and how have you been approaching that uh because you know like i said a pretty world is one thing and but if if the game's not very fun, uh, you know, then then the world is for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you can see that, you know, in in some games. Uh, but um, you know, basically, all I'm trying to, as you said, you know, it's the first time that I'm doing something like this, so I'm learning on the way, um, and uh, I'm just basically doing stuff that I enjoy as a player. I mean, that, that that's my whole. That's my only uh, criteria, if you will, you know. When, when you work on movies or on big games also, it's, uh, you know, th there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen and everybody has an opinion and, and everything. But here, it's it's just about, as you said, you know, trying to make something fun, something that, that's really enjoyable. Uh, just, you know, for example, the, the fact of being able to uh, uh, control the, the character and making sure that everything is flowing, um, that it's very uh, well user friendly. Maybe that's not the right word, but I mean it's it. You know the controls are intuitive. That uh, everything feels very natural, and and that that's really my goal to do something that is simple enough to be accessible. So I, I'm not. I'm really not trying to redefine anything. You know, in terms of video games, or it's. I, I can't. I, I'm not thinking about this kind of stuff. I'm just trying to to do something that very uh, accessible, enjoyable, that, that has charm and I hope, you know, some appeal. And, and basically, you know, I'm trying to do that because I don't find that very often in the games I play. Uh, and so for me, it's also a motivation you know, to be able to do something like this. 
And so are you finding – is the design itself uh, more targeted at creating a world for players to explore than having really deep combat mechanics, which you know would take more time or require more people, whereas it yeah. sounds like with you know your experience and your background would allow you to create a big, detailed, interesting world, uh, but with enough gameplay there that it makes it interesting to go through. Yes, I think you you know you, you hit it on the nail. I mean, I was I was telling you before that uh, it's not going to be focused on on combat because, uh, well, also you know as a player I'm not that interested in 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 fighting games and combat games. I mean, I enjoy you know the occasional uh, first person shooter, but I'm not big on that. So yes, I'm really trying to uh, create a world that seems coherent, uh, very. Uh, natural looking in the sense that you you are going to discover things that look like they're supposed to be here, that they belong to this place. And you're going to try and find out, you know, uh, what, you know, what you're looking for, what, what, what happened before on, on those locations, you're going to be, uh, you know, working a little bit like you're working on some movie sets, you know, where you, you have some, you get to see, you know, some pretty things, but also story wise, really do something that's very close to my heart and I, I know that on the video for example that I put on the internet there is nothing of that you you do not see um, anything about really gameplay or story and I'm, I feel very sorry about that but I mean that was just wasn't possible you know for me to put out you know the ideas that I had in this little teaser and 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 again I, I don't want to spoil you know anything I don't want to to reveal anything. I mean, I, I believe a lot in, in showing stuff and letting the, the player understand things. I, I'm not going to go, you know, the, the extreme way, like uh, you know, it's totally uh, wow. I, I didn't understand anything. No, it must make sense, but I don't, I don't get it. It's not going to be that, you know, brutal. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, I, I really believe in in letting the the player figure out stuff and trying to make sense, you know, out of things. Uh, again, it's, it's, I'm not trying to. You know, to be unreal or, or, or you know, overly complex just for the sake of, of being complex. But uh, no, but you, you're right. I mean, the, the the challenging thing is really to make that uh, fun, interesting, um, and uh, and that's really also a part of the design of the world. Because when I'm thinking of you know all those, uh, uh, well, you can could call them call them puzzles or enigmas, I, I don't know, the situation that you meet, you know, you meet a problem and you have to find a solution. All this is also part of the design of the world itself and even the characters, you know, the NPCs, I mean, the enemies that you're going to meet and, and all this stuff. And you as a player, how are you going to be able to react? You play a little mouse, you're not going to be able to charge in and kill everyone in sight. That's not going to be possible. You're not going to be able to even become you know, extremely powerful and, and you start very weak and then you end up being a god and no, that's not going to happen either. Uh, you're really playing the story of this little mouse and he's trying to get somewhere for a very specific reason. Um, so that's why I say that really that the story is kind of linear. It's not going to be at all like uh, uh, Skyrim or stuff like this where where you get to explore huge world and, and the story itself is not really, I think, intimate or compelling or it's not based on that. The appeal of, of Skyrim is really the, the, the freedom of doing whatever you want, you know, huge worlds and all this stuff. I'm not going to be able to do a world that big 
And my goal is actually to tell a little story. So I, I hope you see what I mean when, when, I, when I'm pointing out the, the differences. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting as you talked about, you know, as you just said in, in sort of your explanation of your, your goals and ambitions for the project, and then in the project page, you know, mentioning that a lot of the inspirations are like the very early Zelda games, uh, Eco, uh, games like Dark Souls, where uh, the players have new techniques as they progress through the story, but never become gods like you do at the end of a Skyrim or something like that. At the end of the day, these are very uh, mortal creatures, you know, that, that gain something over the course of the story. But, you know, there's there's a real weight to their humanity. Um, yes, yes. And, 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 and also their, their weakness, you know, and that's that's going to be very important for, for Ghost of a Tale. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm focus, focusing right now much more on, on uh, uh, gameplay that's, uh, that's more like stealth, you know, and, and trying to not attract attention and uh, finding uh, solutions to avoid direct confrontation because you wouldn't be able to survive it as, as, as the little mouse that you play. And that's all, all this is going to also bring, I hope, a certain kind of ambience, atmosphere, something that, you know, a little bit of danger. And uh, you know that if you suddenly you trigger something that's going to be very bad, you might not be able to survive it just by fighting it straight on because you, you won't be able to do that. So you're going to have to find sideways and, uh, and discover things that, uh, you know, put, put, put things together and say that, okay, if I do this or if I, if I behave this way in this place, then maybe something can happen that allows me you know, to, to go beyond that. So that's why I'm talking about adventure as well. It's not a point and click, of course, but there's going to be a lot of that as well, I think. I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that you've been thinking about games and, and making a game for a very long time. Why now? Like, why leave DreamWorks, go off to do this full time? Was it this specific idea that just motivated you to, to do it? Were you just tired of your line of work? Like, what, what made it for, you know, 2013 to be the time where you went out and made a game like Ghost of a Tale? I think it was exactly the right time because, um, okay, I've worked on, you know, quite a few movies now. Uh, the, the, the last ones, you know, were uh, Despicable Me and, uh, and The Lorax. And, uh, you know, I was uh, an animation director, you know, on, on these movies. It means that really I was kind of in a you know, high position and, and, and responsible for the, the animation of an entire you know, movie. And, and that's great, you know, it is, I, I love that. And the teams, you know, were wonderful. Uh, but, uh, you know, making Ghost of a Tale for me is the opportunity to do something more personal, uh, something that makes sense to me after, you know, spending so many years working for projects, putting my skills at the service of somebody else's story, you know. Um, I'm sure you know that you know working on big movie, I mean big budget movies, there is a lot of, of course, a lot of money involved, a lot of risks. So everything is made to minimize those risks, and that means often to do something that is maybe a little bit less personal. Uh, that's normal. I mean that's the rule. That's um, you know I'm, I'm not you know, pointing out any uh, you know big uh, new thing. It's always been like that, and it's normal. Uh, but no, right now for me, it's the right moment because I've done everything I wanted to do on the animation side, the movie you know, animated feature side. And I've 
and I've been working on this story and this world for a very long time. Uh, and I, I, for the last year or so, I tried uh, using another game engine and I, I couldn't get anywhere. And it was very difficult for me and I was ready to give up because, you know, as I said on the, uh, on, on the, the campaign page, it was just, you know, very difficult. And I thought that it was just beyond my abilities and, you know, I had to accept that. But then, you know, I, used an, I moved on to a different engine. And in, yeah, in about two months, I was able to put everything that you see in the trailer together from scratch. You know, of course, you know, reusing, you know, some assets, you know, some models that I had done, you know, before. Uh, but uh, that, that was uh, really for me the, uh, I don't know how you say, the, the inciting incident. Uh, I mean, just the, that was a clear signal for me that this was possible, that I could do it now. And, uh, and I wanted to make, you know, this short video and put it online when I was starting the campaign because I wanted to be very uh, honest about the fact that I have never done that before and that I wanted to show as much as I could in, in, in so short of a time uh, to, in order for people to see the project and, and, and not just to have, you know, a few sketches or drawings or saying, you oh, know, I'm going to do some great stuff you're going to see. No, uh, I wanted to show that and then let people decide, you know, and see do they like it? Do they react? Do they find it uh, appealing or, or charming? Or is there some kind of resonance with them or not at all? And, uh, you know, I was lucky that, yes, I mean, reactions have been very, very positive. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, just to answer your question, that was really now is the right moment. Uh, because in my career, I feel confident that I can, you know, try this new adventure. For me, it's really exciting it's but, uh, but i mean it's really fun you know i'm having a lot of fun doing that doing the modeling the textures the programming all this stuff i enjoyed a lot i'm just having a lot of fun and uh, and i hope that uh, yes that i'm going to be able to do it for the next year or so you mentioned that part of the reason you wanted to make ghost of a tale was to tell a more personal story um are there other games modern games that that you look at that you look at for inspiration or games that you think tell a personal story in a really uh, effective, compelling way? That's a very tough question that you're, you're asking me. Um, I, 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 you know, if you're talking about AAA games and big budget games and stuff like that, I, I, I can't. I can't think about uh, uh, anything really. Uh, I mean, I've played, you know, some very beautiful games, and you know, and, and some very polished games, and some others, other games that were very, you know, uh, AAA but not polished at all, not finished basically. So, uh, as as a player, I have not enjoyed that at all. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, the, the the only things you know I can think about is are, are games like uh, Limbo. You know, uh, a journey. I haven't played Journey, but I heard you know a lot of many good things about it. But no, I mean, no. In terms of personality and 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 charm and and just sheer appeal, I don't. I don't. I ca I'm sure there are some, of course. I mean, I'm not saying that it, it doesn't exist, but it's just I, I can't think of uh, uh, any examples. I mean, I can tell you, for example, that I enjoyed a lot playing uh, Dishonored. You know, recently. Uh, because I thought that it was visually striking, there was really personality, some choices, 
maybe technically it was not like the most amazing game, but it was completely not important for what they were trying to say. So I really enjoy that. Um, but uh, no, I, I guess it's also the point. I mean, if I'm trying to do that, it's because I, I haven't really found it uh, somewhere else before. Uh, but I, I don't want this to sound like you know. Oh, I'm doing something that's never existed before. <laughs> no, no. I was, I was, I was curious. I would, I would, I would recommend, uh, highly recommend checking out Journey uh, when you get a chance. I think that does uh, a really wonderful job of telling uh, a personal story that uh, appeals to a very wide audience. It, it's not, it's not very narrow. And the, and on the other end of that is uh, a game that came out last year called uh, Papo and Yo. Um, it also came oh, out yes. on the PlayStation 3, which um, the designer, Vander Caballero, used to work on big AAA games and then left uh, to make this uh, very small personal story about his alcoholic and abusive father. Um, that's, you know, and, that, and that game tells a very specific, very personal story um, that even, even if you, you know, did not have that relationship with a member of your family, you, you still see things in that story that... Uh, you can certainly identify with. So I, I would I would highly recommend if you get a chance to, to check out either of those games. I think Papa and Yo is actually going up on uh, Steam this week too. Oh, okay, that's that's good to know. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So where do uh, where do you go from here? You know, your the campaign has been going for a little while now. Um, it's, I saw that you're about halfway through or almost halfway raising uh, your funds. What are what are your plans over the the next twenty six days? Um, I'm trying to really work actually very hard to, uh, you know, first uh, try and address every questions or suggestions you know, that uh, I hear on uh, on the campaign page. Um, but I'm also also trying to keep on working on the game in parallel, and and it's very tough. And and uh, I I wasn't really sure I could do it, and I wasn't ex expecting to be able to do it in terms of time. But now I think. You know, things are calming down a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, uh, interviews and, and, and things like that. So uh, I have a little bit more time and I, w I, j I just I would like to, to show a little bit more, you know, of the of the world. And I'm going to try and show uh, uh, another character that you're going to meet, you know, in, a, in the game. And I I'm just trying to, you know, to juggle with all those, those things um, just so that I, I can show as much as possible while keeping a lot of things under wraps, you know, because I really want people to discover this stuff and not just go, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen everything on the screenshot. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be difficult, and and I'm telling you, I mean, I'm really not sure that we, that the budget is is going to be able, you know, to be uh, gathered because it's a long way, and I I've had to to use um, Indiegogo, you know, instead of Kickstarter. Because, as you as you're aware, uh, Kickstarter is is you know mainly for uh, uh, U.S. citizens and U citizen British citizens or, or companies you know that are registered you know in one uh, territory or, or the other, and uh, I, I know that there must be ways you know to kind of cheat and get something uh, going. But uh, so anyway, I'm using Indiegogo, which has a lot less traffic you know than Kickstarter, and it's a little bit of a handicap. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so far, uh, you know, people have been very nice and journalists have been very kind, you know, to, to talk about the, the, the game because uh, some of them really seem to have reacted, you know, to, 
what they see and maybe they can think that okay yeah that could be a little bit different you know from what we see uh, usually and that's already very nice you know i'm very happy uh, because of that because i mean two you know two weeks ago nobody knew anything about ghost of the tail or or, or or my stuff you know in games or anything so it's it was a, a cold start completely but um uh, yeah it's going to be a, a very tough i'm you know um, how do you say uh, cautiously optimistic i think uh, but uh, yeah i mean i'm i'm really trying to do my best to show as much as i can and and most of all make sure that i'm not misleading anybody you know in trying to think that uh, okay this is going to be dark soul okay that's great you know or this is going to be like exactly like this game and no you know i'm always you know pointing out that the games that i'm talking about on the campaign page are inspirations stuff that have been influenced by i'm really not trying to reproduce game mechanics or or, or anything about that so um and and again since i'm working on my own on this stuff it's very i'm trying to keep things small and manageable but you know if i manage to get this budget I, I know, you know, some people who have contacted me, some uh, game uh, professionals uh, that have contacted me to, you know, really offer their, their help on the, the game design side and, and the artistic side. And I would like really to be able to, to do that with them. I mean, to be able to pay them, basically, you know. So, um, yeah, that's my goal. All right. Well, good luck uh, with the rest of the, the, the funding campaign. And I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes out of your time to, to chat with me today. Uh, thank you, Patrick. That's I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's very important. I think that uh, you know I, I'm very happy that you were able really to to do that. So thank you very much. Not a problem. Take care. Okay. Bye.